Welcome to the Hidden Palace with Skyblade. Good morning, afternoon, evening or night, wherever you are in the world. I am Skyblaze and this is the Hidden Palace here on Radio Sega. Good evening everyone! Uh, Frost says good evening, so good evening to them. Uh, who else we got? Uh, Resident SD, Electric Boogaloo, they're also here. I think Gavi's around, sort of. Although their show is pre-recorded later, so I suspect they're probably busy with something else. So, uh, I have covered quite a number of cancelled games in the past and uh, this time I'm going to be kind of narrowing it down a little because I'm going to take a look mostly at uh, uh, games that were going to be for the 32X that were cancelled. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo posted a gif of the 32X being plugged into a Mega Drive 2. And Frost said, and that's where arcade systems come from. It's like, baby arcade systems? Like the, the little kind of quarter-sized cabinets? Is that where they come from? Let's move on, swiftly. <laughs> Nicholas Amans, I'm a minute, a minute late and I've missed so much. You, you have. But we're moving on, so it's fine. Oh god. Frost has just posted at the uh, okay. Let's 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 not talk about that anymore. So the first game I'm going to be talking about this evening is Black Angel. This is being developed by Sega Midwest Studio, who are based in Chicago, and this game would have been an isometric action game where your hero was an African American man who was flying around in a ship through a 3D world. Due to a shift in focus at Midwest Studio in order to make sports games. Uh, these were, uh, as sports games were considered, quote, solid sellers. Most of the progress on the game was shelved while they worked on NHL All-Star Hockey 95. After completing this, attention was then turned back to Black Angel, though the team was split in two, as one half would concentrate on this game, while the other half looked into making the another cancelled game, boy the studio didn't have a lot of luck, called Aftershock. I'll be covering Aftershock in a little bit. Uh, when they got back to working on Black Angel, they had a mostly unfinished script and had begun work on the character design and level layouts. Sadly, the game never made it even to the alpha stage when the project was cancelled following the closure of the studio. <laughs> Resident ST saying, show derailed within 60 seconds. <laughs> this must be a new record. I don't know, because there was that opposite week thing with Gavi. I'm fairly sure that went off the rails pretty much immediately. Just saying. An NHL Nicholas Amand League. Now I have in my head, like, a legion of Nicholas Amand clones playing hockey, and I don't think my brain will ever be the same. Let's move on, shall we? Uh, so, uh, we've got quite a few requests in tonight. Uh, first request is from Stellar Assault, also known as Shadow Squadron, Mission 1, and that was requested by Electric Boogaloo. And then after that we've got from Metalhead, Finale. So enjoy those, and I will speak to you after the break.
And that was Metalhead Finale. And before that, we had from Stellar Assault, aka Shadow Squadron, Mission 1, as requested by Electric Boogaloo. Now, as I mentioned before the music break, Sega Midwest were also working on another game which was called Aftershock. This was a game that was similar in style of play to the Electronic Arts Strike series of games. You know, Jungle Strike, Desert Strike, that sort of thing. The main difference is that the game is set in a post-apocalyptic setting where you control a group of mercenaries as they search for the location of a mutant infestation. They are collecting equipment as they infiltrate enemy sites, and so on. Unlike Black Angel, Aftershock managed to reach a playable demo stage, and the game pitch reportedly won over the management at Sega of America. The main struggles they faced, however, were in the utilisation of the 32X, which was designed to provide 3D graphics. The Aftershock wasn't able to use this as it was designed with a more 2D art style in mind. They'd even enlisted a cartoon artist and a comic illustrator to make most of the artwork. The main bulk of the work was going to be handled by the Mega Drive, while some, if not most, of the sprite handling would be dealt with by the 32X because it had advanced sprite handling capabilities. Sadly, as with Black Angel, the game was cancelled with the closure of the studio, and little can now be found to show what these games would have looked like. Yeah, it's one of the problems with doing things about cancelled games, is that sometimes there just isn't much to be found. Uh, one of the more frustrating ones I ran into when uh, Grey4 and I were doing research for this is that there was a cancelled game called Darksider, and trying to research this just brings up the Darksiders series of games. Bit of a problem. Let's see what's going on in the chat. Uh, Nicholas Saman says Metalhead uh, should be cool to delve into one individual. Are you are you subtly plugging your own show there, Mr. Haman? He's also saying, so many post-apocalyptic games, what happened to apocalyptic games? Well... It depends, I mean... Technically the original Nier was taking place during an apocalypse, depending on which ending you get. And there's, there's various games that do actually have an apocalypse take place if you fail. So, I guess. So, clearly we need more games set during the apocalypse? Maybe? No. Yeah, because mostly your, your kind of point of a game is to prevent the terrible thing. Usually. Unless you're playing one of those type of games where you, you are the terrible thing. And Frost is saying Splatoon is a post-apocalyptic game. Yeah, I think that's technically true, actually. Uh, there's a few other there's a few other bits of media that are like that. Um, actually, come to think of it, Mother Three actually ends with you causing the apocalypse, sort of. 
or another apocalypse, depending on how you interpret it, because there might have been one already. Mother 3 is confusing. Anyway, let's move on. Let's have some more music. So now from Cosmic Carnage, we've got uh, Xana Land Stage, or Xena Land Stage. Uh, that was requested by Electric Boogaloo. And then another track from Stellar Assault. This time we've got Intro Fighter Select, requested by Nicholas Haman. So enjoy those, and I will speak to you after this music break. Nicolas Aman, 
the demon ruler of the Radio Sega playlist. And you're listening to... The Hidden Palace.
are back. And that was Stellar Assault Intro Fighter Select, requested by Nicola Saman. And before that we had from Cosmic Carnage, Xena Land Stage, requested by Electric Boogaloo. Uh, TCB has joined us, so hello TCB. And Doan arrived uh, in the last music break as well. So next game I'm going to mention is Converse Hardcore Hoops, which is also known as Converse City Ball Tour. That sounds a bit dodgy. This, as you might gather by the name, is a basketball game, which was being developed by Virgin Interactive Entertainment for not one, not two, but three Sega consoles. The Mega Drive, the 32X, and the Saturn. Sources are a bit conflicting on what the team size was planned to be, but it's it was likely to either have been a 2v2 or 3v3 match, with 12 different characters to choose from. Speaking of characters, one bit of info which does track across all the sources that I could find, uh, the game itself was planned to have a comic book style of animation using over 15,000 hand-drawn frames. Wow. That's completely mad for a game that was being developed in 1995. Sadly, as you may have guessed because of the title of this episode, you probably already know what happened here. Despite being shown off at E3 in 1995, the game was confirmed as cancelled only months after the event. I've not been able to find any reasons why this happened that have been confirmed, but there are some reports that there were poor results from focus group testing, and also supposedly Virgin were moving support away from cartridge-based systems, so that might have also had something to do with it. An Electric Boogaloo has been very helpful and found some information about Converse City Baltor and posted it up in the Discord chat. Uh, what else have we got going on? <laughs> so Virgin's taking it to the hoop with this game. I wonder what... Is that for... It looks like a scan from a magazine that Electric Boogaloo's posted up. Uh, I don't know which magazine it is, because it's not immediately obvious. Okay. Well, let's have a bit more music then. I'm probably going to run out of show, like, quite quickly. So the trouble with doing stuff like this is that there is a limited amount of information that you can find on cancelled games, although they are very interesting. got here. Electric Piccolo sent me a link. Ah! Yeah, Unseen64 is a really useful resource. Um, yeah, there's a lot of the same information I already had. Uh, other magazine was uh, GamePro number 72 and CD console number 8 uh, was what had... Uh, Covered the information. There's some screenshots. It looked pretty interesting. For a basketball game, it looked pretty interesting. Well, let's have some more music then. Uh, so, from Zaxxon's Motherbase 2000, we've got Stage 2 Part 1, and that was requested by Resident SD. And then we have from Tempo the credits tune. So, enjoy those, and I'll speak to you after the music break. 
Hi, I'm Resin SD, host of Lay and Live. And when it comes to boosting your Sega education, there's no better place than the Hidden Palace on Radio Sega. my cursor zoomed off to the other, <laughs> other side of the uh, screen and vanished as it likes to do sometimes anyway that was tempo the credits theme and before that we had from zaxon's mother base 2000 stage 2 part 1 requested by resident sd uh 
Resident SD originally asked for the the theme from Tempo, but it's only 50 seconds long, and I'm already worried about this episode underrunning, so he had the credits theme instead. Um, Electric Bubble also asked me about uh, a particular cancelled game, and I'm not going to cover it in this episode. Um, just similarly to the Castlevania thing that has been in retro gaming news relatively recently. It's that uh, it's kind of a big topic, and I didn't want to kind of push it in. I didn't want to have to cut it down so much that I could fit it in with all the other stuff I wanted to cover today. So it might kind of get an episode by itself or with one or two other games as opposed to the several that I'm covering now. If that makes sense. I've been on many painkillers this week. I think they've melted my brain. <laughs> Where was I? Oh dear. Right, lastly we have Shadow of Atlantis, which was a point-and-click adventure game. So something that was very close to the heart of my darling husband. Uh, which was set to release for the Mega CD, and then as a Mega CD 32X game. I've covered those before, by the way. So, in order to... Uh, the original plan, in order to be able to play this, you would have needed the full Tower of Power. I will have one one day. And then finally, it was planned to be a Saturn game before being cancelled. Now, the game was inspired by the works of Jules Verne, namely 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea and Mysterious Island. There is a brief video that you can find online which does show some of the interior of a submarine and some other footage of the game. Presumably you would use the submarine to navigate around uh, the sea floor, and from what I was able to find, a brief synopsis of the game speaks of some sort of evil that was inhabiting Atlantis, and it is up to you to use the submarine, again presumably the Nautilus from the works of Jules Verne, to navigate through the mysterious sunken city and defeat the Kraken, which seeks to threaten the world. As mentioned, this game was developed across three different consoles. Sadly, caused by caused numerous delays, and unfortunately, any hope of this game surfacing was eventually scuttled. I'm, I'm sorry about the puns, but you know, bit another obvious one. When Sega scrapped the game completely sometime during 1997. And in fairness, around 97 uh, was when point and click adventures were starting to kind of go out of style. Uh, they've sort of come back into fashion now. There's been quite a few of them released on Steam and on Switch. Uh, I don't know why, like, Switch has been uh, become a home for them. But there we are. Grayfall wrote the episode. Grayfall helps move research. Um, he's got excellent Google foo. So uh, he he does pass links and things on to me because he's uh, he's better at using a search engine than I am. <laughs> he is a very good boy. I will give him a cookie later. Uh, Frost is saying it would be cool to uh, see someone bring it back. I mean, there's, there's so little information about it that it would be tricky to do. I mean, you could probably... I mean, there, there are several underwater-type games that you could probably mod into being something like this. Point-and-click adventures, are, from what I understand, are actually relatively simple to do. Uh, 
Yeah, Grey Force saying I may have been responsible for the puns. Yeah, he actually did send me that particular line of dialogue. Because, yeah. And I can't believe you went with it. <laughs> I, it, I do it to make you happy, love. Uh, that one's saying I've played the reboot of Cotton. It's pretty awesome. I did an entire episode about the Cotton series. It's a it's a very cute series of games. Um, I've not actually I've played one briefly on emulation, but I've not played it properly. I should do that at some point. I quite like shooting up. I'm not very good at them, but I quite like them. I'm actually doing, uh, working on an article at the moment which is about um, really good but kind of forgotten um, Mega Drive games or Genesis games for our American friends. Um, and there's, there's, I was always doing research for that, there are a lot of games which are, are really really good and got really really high ratings at the time but nobody ever talks about. Um, Don't saying they're doing Saturn Cotton games on Switch now. Oh, that's interesting because the Saturn one, the, what, the first Saturn one was the one I played. So uh, that'd be pretty interesting to see. Uh, was Grateful waiting silently this whole episode just to say that one line? Probably. And Electric Boogaloo, uh, today I learned there's a South Korean model of the 32X which was released by Samsung. What? Put a pic uh, he's put a picture of it on the chat. That's peculiar. Interesting, but odd. Oh yes, um, in Zaxxon's Motherbase 2000, the voice samples that were in that, uh, Nicholas Amand was saying that they were pretty sure that um, those voice same voice samples were also used in um, Majima's theme from Yakuza Dead Souls. So... <laughs> today I learned what TIL stands for. <laughs> oh dear. Samsung had done a couple of Sega releases over there, including the Saturn. How odd. So we do, we do have a Japanese Saturn uh, in our house um, with the proper step-down transformer so it doesn't blow up when we turn it on. There was somebody in one of the, the Saturn groups on Facebook who was like, I got a Japanese Saturn and I plugged it in and uh, it won't work. D did you use a step-down transformer? No. Well, that would be why then. <laughs> Nicholas and Mashima is part of the Zaxxon universe. We have decreed it, so it is now. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's have some more music before this gets any crazier. Okay. So uh, this is another request from Resident SD. So we've got from Virtua Racing Deluxe Replay. Nice long track for you. And then, because I had to include it somewhere, uh, from Knuckles Chaotix, we've got Amazing Arena 2. And I'll be back after this music break for Chipchun Corner, so enjoy that and I'll speak to you after this. Mm -hmm. 
Hi, I need fruit here from Club Sega, and you're listening to the Hidden Palace with Skyblaze. Please invite me back to the palace. Let me in. Let me in. Amazing Arena 2, and before that, we had from Virtual Racing Deluxe Replay, requested by Resident SD. And I, I, I am sorry to tell everyone that I have lost all faith in Resident SD and Nicholas Aman because I have just discovered that they use the Edge browser. I, I am deeply ashamed. What, what are you doing to me, guys? Why would you hurt me this way? Firefox can import your bookmarks if that's a problem. Just, just, please rethink this. Firefox is the way, for one thing. It lets Radio Sega play and doesn't break. Let's move on. So, Chip Tune Corner then. Martin Galway is a composer best known for his work composing music for the Commodore 64, uh, with his work featuring on games such as Whizball, Comic Bakery and Rambo First Blood Part 2. He was one of the first musicians to use sampled sounds in a commercial work for the Commodore 64, which he apparently achieved by hacking and deciphering a synthesizer package called Digidrums. That's quite hardcore, I, I, like, I like it. Yeah, I think Radio DJ just crashed, like, mid-song, for no reason. I don't know. Let's have some chip tune corner, shall we? Uh, so, this is um, Martin Galway with Ocean Loader version 2. Have a listen, let me know what you think, and I'll be back after this to close out the show. Let's hope that Radio DJ behaves.
one that was Ocean Loader version 2 by Martin Galway. Uh, but certainly pleased Resident SD, who's apparently a fan of the Ocean Loader tracks. As I was telling Resident SD, uh, there's a site called uh, RKO Remix, uh, remix.kwed.org, and they do a lot of um, remixes of uh, Commodore 64 and Amiga music. And there's a lot of really good uh, Ocean Loader remixes in there. Definitely worth checking out. Now, thanks for tuning in tonight, everybody. Uh, we've had Electric Boogaloo, Resident SD, John, uh, Tacos here, <laughs> saying that Gavi is ready for SNS. Uh, my beloved Greyfall's been around. Gavi has been sort of here. Uh, I know Dan's been around as well. Um, Nicholas Saman. Um, uh, Dwang's been here. Frost. So thanks to all of you who have tuned in today. Uh, coming up next, I think, is a pre-recorded episode of SNS tonight. And as usual, if you have an idea for a future P Hidden Palace topic, you can reach me through Twitter, where I am at Blazing Skies, or you can reach me through Discord, where I am Skyblaze42-5499, or you can contact me through the official Radio Sega Twitter or Facebook pages. Now, one final track to go out on. And I want the help of anybody who's a prog rock fan. Because I'm a big fan of the band Yes. And I was listening to the Sega Rocks album and I heard a version of Planet Palmer from... I think that's from the Fantasy Star? Uh, on the Sega Rocks album. And I swear there's a refrain in it that sounds just like the main refrain from Siberian Kutru by Yes. So, have a listen and tell me if I'm crazy or not. Assuming that you know the song. I'll look up the song, that's fine too. Thanks everybody, I've been Skyblaze, this has been The Hidden Palace here on Radio Sega. Take care, good night.
enjoyed the show? Check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.